Guess if we're gonna start there. <laughs> guess guess if what I said right before this will be in the podcast. It definitely will be in the podcast. It's a, a wonderful <laughs> line from a man in a Confederate bandana. <laughs> <laughs> and context? Nah. <laughs> hey, elephant in the room. I like elephants. Was I was asking if you had an me? elephant in your room. Yeah, look back. I didn't see it. Is it still there? No, it's gone. Okay. Was it a big one, small one? Medium. Is it because I've gained weight? <laughs> so. <laughs> you were so perplexed. Full, I was. I, I didn't have it. I'm, I'm, so to bring people up to speed, what I thought, I texted you just before the episode and said, we should do like a cold open. Like have us talking before the credit music kicks in. Yes. And in my head, this is like, you know, some sort of banter, like as we're doing our sound check, microphone, whatever, then then we'll start the episode. But there will be like one good joke that we can sort of land on and cut hard from Boom, and give yeah. ourselves that. But, people get something up front. The new listeners, they hear this, bam, the zinger. Yeah, a little pow, and then we give you a second to settle down and get ready for the episode. Yeah. And I thought as we did this, there would just be this natural sort of moment when it's like that was it that was the funny punchline let's go but without us writing anything it was just sort of like okay well we'll push record and then and then, and then hope for the and best and then do something funny yeah. and so so <laughs> that uh elephant line was my that was it that was my oh, best offering at this Sean, point and that then was... you th you threw it back to me and i froze i'm just frozen. i'm not prepared man i know you're not prepared but let me tell you something Sean. Is this going to be it? Do you like sandwiches? I do like sandwiches, David. Why do you ask? Well, it's because I have this friend. Uh, he's a ham sandwich. And at That's one point... That's where I want to start the music. This <laughs> 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 Cut out the <laughs> I love that. Never get yeah. the resolution. Do that. That's so much funnier. Because I don't know if this is even good. I just typed in funny joke and went to Google Images and found the first, uh, I don't know. Do they call them memes? I go yeah. by Darwin memes. I don't I don't really understand what these memes are. And I think this qualifies. Well, what, well what's the joke? Finish it. it. I haven't read it yet, but a ham sandwich walks into a bar and orders a beer. I'm going to take a sip of coffee and hope that I don't spit it out in a moment. Bartender says, sorry, we don't serve food here. <laughs> Zing -a ding So in theory, we would laugh really hard and then start the music there. Do we pause our laugh at any point where it just goes silent for like five seconds like in Police Squad? I don't know, because also our music doesn't start with like a bang it start. it has that little like ding 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 ding. you're right ding. yeah it, it feels much better with the laughing slowly fading into the music all right so <laughs> all right how are you nicely david done Nicely done. I am fantastic, Mr. Sean, and yourself? I'm good. It is 
Saturday, November the 14th. Yes! And this will be posted on either Sunday night the 15th or Monday morning the 16th. And it's been a couple weeks since we've recorded so close to the posting date. We've, That's we've been right. in this yeah. buffer, which has been this this time capsule we keep creating and then putting out there. Because like our episodes right around the election were recorded weeks before the election. And we yeah. were in this happy, ignorant place. But now we know things. The world is changing. Yes. And, and thank God that, you know, Trump is challenging these ridiculous Democrats and that we will be getting a recap from the or a recount from, you know, the uh, the states. And uh, hopefully hopefully we can, you know, turn this thing around and get the right man, you know, into position again. There's uh, they're soliciting donations. This is true yeah. for like a stop the steal campaign where you can donate. But if you read the fine print, which isn't hard to find legally, they have to put it there. Uh, like 30 percent or 40 percent of your donation goes to the RNC and the What's other 60 percent, the Republican National Committee. Nice. Uh, and the remaining 60 percent just goes to Trump's campaign to pay off his debt. And so none of it goes to actually fighting the legal. It is just like the reason he, he won't quit is because as soon as he ends his campaign, he cannot fundraise legally anymore. So it just needs that to stay open as long as possible so, so they can raise awesome. money. That is so it's, it's terrible. It's probably one of the worst things that an individual could do. But like sometimes people are so bad. It's funny, right? It's funny how bad he is. It's tragic that 70 million Americans cast their vote in support of him. Yeah, that is very true. Jesus, 70 million? Popular votes, 70 million. Woo! I mean, considering there's... I don't know how many billions are in the U.S. How many people are in just the United States of America? Because um, we got 7 billion around on Earth. Around 331 million. Okay. Okay. That's wow. 331 million and then the uh Was the race close? How many did Biden get? Um 75 million or so 79. So half of the million? US population votes. Well, I've got it. So Biden is 78.5 million wow. and Trump is currently 72.8 million. Can you so, imagine if just each and every one of those pe people gave you a Sacagawea coin? Yeah. You'd have a lot of coins. You'd be Scrooge yeah. McDuck. Yeah, you could dive in them. And you could dive into get them. Concussed. If you could dive into anything, what would it be? I feel like Jello is too common. I agree with that. And I, what happens if you sink into the Jello? Then you're just drowning in Jello. And I, I don't feel like like I feel like Jello would be awful because you would instantly sink. Like, you'd break yeah. through it. Also, and then, the buoyancy of it. Like, you would be shaking in it, too. Yeah, but you couldn't, like, swim your way out because because of science. Yeah, well, you're just turning the jello into sort of liquid at that point. You'd have you're to stir your way up. out. Yeah, so what do you want to eat your way out of? I guess uh, is the question. Spaghetti would be fun. Hot or cold? Warm. With Parmesan or I no Parmesan? I have a sensitive palate. I burn my tongue very easily. The tongue or the roof of your mouth? Both. 
Okay, because I'm always burning the roof of my mouth. But I don't know tongue? how either. I eat nothing but cold foods. <laughs> just, <laughs> just frozen vegetables, and yet. <laughs> my tongue rarely gets burned. I don't know why. I just, I guess, have the, the urge to just throw it right to the top of the mouth immediately. Um, I remember there was a day in grade school we had chicken noodle soup, which uh, was mm. served just around the temperature of the sun. Uh, <laughs> and I thought it wise because my metal spoon would get hot from it. I'm like, well, I'll just use a straw. But what a straw does is it bypasses the lips, which are typically your gatekeepers of saying, hey, this is really hot. And instead yeah. I just shot it into the <laughs> roof of my mouth and tongue and – that was a bad day for me. It's like you were like a baby Newton. Okay, that was your looking into the sun for a you know full minute. A fig Newton. Exactly, fig Newton. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He a was fig a fig Newton Gingrich, a physicist. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. He discovered gravity because he was eating a fig Newton and it dropped to the ground. Yeah, in his gingham dress. In his gingham dress. That's correct. Yeah. In his gangdom style dress. <laughs> Oh, how how long until that reference will be lost on people? Do people still remember the the Gangnam Man? I feel like because you can still say like, "Stop, Hammer Time, Hammer Time." Yeah, yeah. If that one's still good, I have to imagine that Gangnam Style is gonna hang, at so least in our age group. If I say, and I just want to see your honest reaction here. Cat scratch fever. Dun. Dun, dun, uh. <laughs> is that what you this. wanted from me? So we did this. Uh, what was I in? I think I was in sociology or some class like that where we had to do uh, experiments. And my experiment was no matter what, if you just in a random place just went, cat scratch fever, someone would either do the guitar riff or say the nudge. And to this day, it's never failed. I... I have had the discussion on several occasions. This is not my thinking. I did yeah. not come up with this. But someone uh, proposed the riddle to me. Ooh. Is there a food that could not be enjoyed with either ranch dressing or chocolate sauce? So can you think of something that you wouldn't be able to put one of those two things on and still have it be good with the obvious – the people who are like, oh, but I don't like ranch dressing. So and it's like, shut up. That's not yeah. the point of what we're talking about. I was about. always more of a blue cheese guy, Sean. Same. Same. But <laughs> it applies. So like you could say like broccoli. You don't want chocolate sauce on broccoli, but ranch dressing but on broccoli. ranch goes with it. Okay. It's good. I see so what you're is saying. is there a food that you could not put one of those two things on and it still be enjoyable? Ooh. See, this is good because the two foods on my mind right now are jello and spaghetti to where – I'm thinking, like, spaghetti probably doesn't go good with either, but on the same hand, ranch could be good with spaghetti because it's almost a pizza. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's not that's not a bad call. That, that's – okay, okay. Dude, this is tough. You're racking my brain. You're racking my brain because chocolate sauce, I could put on, I think, anything. I love chocolate sauce. What do you we, think I put in my hair? I'm gray. It's, it's, it's all, all just, chocolate sauce. It looks good. <laughs> Thank you. Not a lot of, sh not a lot of bounce. It seems crustier. It's crustier. Yes, it's definitely crustier. It's uh, it's sort of like using oils, you know, like the hipsters do. 
that's, yeah. that's essentially what I'm going for. But I was like, I don't want to smell like oil. I'd rather smell like chocolate sauce. That's and, good. And uh, things have been going well for me. Uh, yeah. Definitely have a lot of hydration. Uh, I've been eating a lot of my own hair, which I don't know if that's good. But there seem to be a lot of flies in your room. Yeah, that's the elephant, John. <laughs> that joke had legs yeah, it did four have legs four yes wasn't bipedal if you've uh checked our instagram and our evolution of mammal post we had an evolution is, of mammal post we had an evolution of mammal post it's uh the four-legged human camel <laughs> Interesting. I, I don't know that yeah. I saw this. The, the whole idea was that we came from uh, <laughs> from an extinct species of camel, so that humans were actually uh, carried in the sack of a camel's hump, and we split off. That's how man and woman became. Was uh, one sack was man, one sack was woman, and yeah, that's we became bipedal. Did you, is this recent? This is... Oh, I see it. Yeah. <laughs> Man, this is a great account. It's a very uh, good account. I didn't see the last one. You've been busy. I've been very busy. Hardy and Sons. Uh, the Hardy Boys. Sleuthsicle. <laughs> the musical. The musical on <laughs> ice. It's got a fake review written on it, too, which is hysterical, which there's one thing that I think you would actually just die laughing at. I'm I'm not gonna read it on the podcast. I know you're not, but it's it's a good is... callback. Probably one of your favorite callbacks. It's supposed to be just like the most harsh review towards Slusical uh, the musical. There's someone that did, did not have a good time. Did you make this evolution of mammal art? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's fantastic. I, I very much enjoyed it. It gets really disturbing. Yeah. Like if you look at its limbs, they're so. <laughs> well, what I'm so what I'm curious about proportioned is the second camel. So the first camel's little baby camel. Second yeah. camel is lifting its front legs up. Yeah, he's trying to become bipedal. But in the next one, it's clear <laughs> that they're separating. You know, down down the lateral plane. Yeah. And so there would have been no need for the camel to stand up at that point. No, none whatsoever. I like it. This is disturbing and great. Yeah. It's, and it's, seven it's, people it's, liked it. Yeah, we're really getting the likes, Sean. I even tried the hashtag <laughs> I thing. Doesn't I don't work. mean to play the victim card here, but we deserve so much more than this. Well, yeah. Tell me about it. There's some serious effort going into this. The first one I posted, I asked Keith how many likes we had. He said, none. So I texted two <laughs> friends, could you at least like it? And they said, why does it matter? I was like, because I spent so much time on it. Like, <laughs> just give us a like. So Not asking Brett, for that much. Brett liked it. And my friend Andrew liked it. And Brett left a comment. That was nice, at least. This is great content. I'm, I'm just scrolling through here. It's pretty good stuff. I mean, we should definitely have an art show at one point. Absolutely, get some of these printed. You have uh, you have all your original art I saved somewhere, right? I have all the original artwork saved. Yeah. Good, 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 good. It is all all mine and all ready to be sold to uh, the highest bidder. We will start the uh, tier at nineteen ninety nine. That's well, that's where I start tiering. That's oh, 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 he's crying, folks, ladies and gentlemen. When we last left the boys. Nice. Smooth. Let me let me open this up again. Is there? Do we leave them crying? Uh, no. 
Wish we would have left him crying. Yeah, I should have tied that in better. I've, I feel like that was my worst segue yet. You really rammed us. Oh. When we last left the boys, they had just spotted the man who had rammed them. <laughs> hey! With the boat. Yes! There you go, David. Yeah, you set me up, you know? You're now the greatest host. Uh, I lost it. Do you I mean had that? It, then I lost it. I lost it? All right, Rob Schneider, thank you. Listen, I'm going to make a t-shirt. If I ever win, I'm making a t-shirt. Make your, make your t-shirt. You earned it. Well, okay. Thank you, Sean. You thank make you. your t-shirt. I'll, I'll put it up on hardyandsonspodcast.com. <sighs> Number now one we're host. talking. Greatest host shirts coming out soon. Dude, that's not a bad idea. We can make our own shirts and people can buy who they think is the greatest host. And by the end of the year, whoever sold more wins it out for that year. I think to add a layer to that. Yeah, like an over. If for every shirt of of Sean Greatest Host that sells, yeah. you get all the profit. And vice versa for any shirt that Ooh. David sells. Sean, you're just a man that doesn't like making money. <laughs> I'm gonna make millions. See, Let's but do that. Please. Would a, would a true fan of mine <laughs> buy your shirt? Psychology. Just Psychology. to get me paid. Yeah, yeah. This is. But does a true friend? Does a true fan actually listen to the show? No. Exactly. We've, we've discussed so that. So no one knows the bet. <laughs> There's a, a huge divide between listeners and fans. Yeah, which is awesome. And uh, I feel like I am Mr. Bean, and this is a rat race, and I'm winning. Well, it's this a is. Race. This I'm is, <laughs> and I'm winning. Uh, <laughs> I, I hope we'll be able to solve this puzzle. Are you going to do what I think you're doing? But first, we must discuss chapter eight, the postcard puzzle. Did you just rhyme puzzle with puzzle? It wasn't a rhyme. I was just, that was my segue. Oh! We're starting to talk. We're doing a segue again? Dude, I, I, I did a second segue. <laughs> I felt bad about the first one. I know you did, but that was the third segue. Incept a segue. No, no. that doesn't work. No. Does it? A segue within a segue? So when we last left them, they were at Shantytown. Yes. And they see the uh Which, Shantytown, the black we should open guy. up something called the Shantytown that's kind of like a Joe's Crab Shack. With uh, Mrs. Brown's House of Borders? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Home of, home of the House of Borders. <laughs> um, so this first page confused me a lot. And I had to reread the bottom part a few times, but uh, to get into I, it here. Yeah. Uh, so they're walking along the beach and they see this guy that was the pilot of the black cat boat that almost rammed them in the beginning of the book. Keep going, Frank advised Joe. If we turn around for another look, the powerboat pilot may recognize us. So with bent heads, the young <laughs> detectives shuffled along the beach between the ocean and the first line of squatters shacks. If the stranger with the dark combed back hair noticed them at all, he only saw two ragged beachcombers wandering back in the direction of Bayport. Then, so that makes <laughs> sense to me. That makes sense to me. Just, I don't understand the bent heads thing, like why they were like, we should just really make it look like we have neck issues, like we're sleeping yeah. poorly, like you we were sleeping on the you ground. You want to assume that we have spina bifida. Nice. 
So we uh, yeah, are just I, I, scoliosed. Okay, there we go. I was I was thinking it was something with scoliosis. Uh, so, the fellow who rammed us hangs around Shantytown, Joe burst out. With his sideways head. Yes, Frank added thoughtfully. And he's friendly with the chief troublemaker here. Ooh, that, that bugged me. So these two sentences... Because it says Joe burst out and then Frank added thoughtfully, I was assuming that suddenly Joe had this idea of like <laughs> shouting this stuff within earshot of this yes. villain I so that he could thing. be like, so the fellow who rammed us hangs around <laughs> here. And then Joe, <laughs> Frank adds, and he's friendly with a chief troublemaker. So I had to read this before I realized like, oh, they're they're by themselves talking just yeah, loudly. Yeah, they're not egging on this guy. Yeah, it's not part of some ruse, some yeah. verbal trap they're setting. <laughs> Tactics. Uh, yeah, but why should one of Sutton's, pa- Sutton's pals try to ram the sleuth? Maybe he found out or assumed we've been investigating Shantytown. So How? They're like, you know, and if, if Chet and Biff are prisoners in Shantytown, the men don't want us to find out. They'll do everything to keep us away. Joe whistled. <laughs> okay. What do you think he went? Exactly. Uh, so is that the whistle? That's, that's what I assumed. See, mine went to a cat call immediately. I forgot. People do do that. They'll – like a bomb drop. Yeah, like a uh, admitting that you've been affected by something. Like, oh, boy. Yeah. Um, yeah, okay, I can well, get behind that. Joe whistled. If that's true, we must find them. And if it's not true, do you not yeah. need to find them? I feel like well, you I need mean, to find your missing, kidnapped friends I regardless. Agree. But, Sean, I think they have their priorities straight. Like, I wasn't, like, when I read that, I was a little bit worried, but then the next line made me feel safe again of maybe we'll pick some clues up tonight. It's almost supper time. Let's go back and watch Sutton's place. So, yeah, their head's in the right place. You know they always think better with a meal inside them. Also, they've been talking this whole time. And now they're like, they walked away. Yeah. They said four lines of dialogue. And then Frank's like, hey, it's supper time. Let's go back. Like, they, they walked 30 feet along the beach, and they're just yeah. going to do an about face and go back to Shantytown. Do you think their necks are still cranked to the side? Oh, definitely. Yeah, I do, too. So now they, they're going to go again. Joe's is cranked to, to the side from listening to the ground so many times. It's irreversible. <laughs> that is a great image of Joe. He just has a giraffe neck. It just like grows and then it just long black goes tongue. to the side, could touch the ground. He almost looks like a creature out of the movie, The Thing, like it was designed by Rob Boutine. Looks like, uh, oh shoot, Dalsam. That's Dalsam. Who's Dalsam? From Street Fighter. Oh, I'm so upset with myself. Or Dr. Yeah. Dalsam. Yeah, from the Street Fighter movie. The stretchy arms. Stretchy arms, yeah. He was who the guy that played him Sagat. Scott? Sagat. Now I'm thinking of the guy that played Sagat. Never mind. Scott. Scott. You know Scott. Scott. He's Canadian. (laughs) We we've got issues. I don't know what you're talking about. And I love it. it. Yeah, it's better off that way. Just if you ever meet someone named Scott who's Canadian, just stay away. 
All of them. All Scots. All Canadian Scots. What about people named Scott from Scotland? Oh, they're a, fine. A Scott he's fine. named Scott. Yeah, yeah. Scottish Scott. He's all right. He's he's good in my book. Okay. It's strictly the Canadian. Yeah. Oh yeah. What oh, if yeah. A, what if a Scott from Scotland got away without getting caught? It'd be a Scott the Scott got away scot free. Nice. I was gonna say if if he did get caught, it was probably somewhere in a yard. So Scott the Scotland got away scot free until Scott and his wife Lynn uh, Scott. Oh dang! In, in Scotland's yard. Yeah. It's okay, man. It, when I I was excited about it in my head, and then when it was coming out, I was just like, "This isn't good." You know what? Not I admire the joke your perseverance. You the show with it's you know? not the joke that we deserved. Yeah, I mean, but it's, it's the than one the that we sandwich. needed right now. Yeah, it's better than the ham. Yeah, sandwich. it's no ham sandwich. It's no ham sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, have a friend who's a ham sandwich. <laughs> Cue the music. Do 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 do. That's not how the music I'm goes. I'm gonna need to add in sound effects into. See, the problem is the way I edit this. I have to go back and add in the sound effects anytime we were to mention them. Yeah. And if I could just play them in line, that would be, be better awesome. for me. Yeah. That would make my job easier. But but would you have to pre-know the sound effects? Yeah, but I think if there was like a, a musical beat that we could uh, just, you know, like a little uh, stinger. Oh, you hit something. And it's yeah, like, where yeah. I could just say Do you like, want me to start recording with an air horn? Anytime I want a sound effect, I'll just blast the air horn into the mic. Yeah, but hold it for 18 seconds. That way I well, know. Well, that's how you know it's working. Yeah. But I'm not going to stop talking. Hold it for 17 if yeah. you want me to remove the joke. Got you. Okay, 18 for that 18 for a sound yeah. effect. Yeah, and you can isolate the sound effect, remove it later, so I can continue on talking through the – because the frequency levels are different. Yeah. Yeah, because I'm on a little bit higher of a tone than the air horn. <laughs> uh, you talk at a higher tone than the dog whistle. <laughs> 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 do you ever notice whenever this show goes on that dogs bark that's why i just you know, irritate dogs my dog seems to be sleeping just fine but you're coming through the headphones exactly take the headphones out and she's Maya's gonna run. having a bad time all these times you thought there was a mailman delivering a package nope just me just me talking <laughs> so they're going back to sutton's shanty and I had nice. to do a little dictionary work here because um, they, uh, the, the men in Shantytown are starting to gather around dinner time, uh, some cooking fires, people coming in from work. Uh, behind Sutton's shanty was a deserted shack. And they're like, hey, let's go hide in that shack. But I was wondering, what is the difference between a shanty and a shack? Ooh. And so I looked them up, and the definition – of shanty is side no shanty the, the, the miriam webster is a roughly built shack <laughs> okay and then i looked up shack and a shack miriam webster is a roughly built hut so a shanty Whoa. is a roughly built roughly built hut so, I like but it that. makes me think why it seems like the shanty's the main house and they found this shack behind it. But yeah. the shanty's got to be worse than the shack just by the commutative property. You're not wrong. 
You are not wrong. Interesting. See, that'd be a good spot for the music rather than this awkward pause when we don't know what to say. Yeah. Just I mean, hit the listeners with that stinger. That's not a bad idea. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. the future of this uh, podcast. We just got to figure it that's my ear horn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I definitely won't just leave that in. You can rest assured that this part just got cut out and replaced like with a good sound effect. You look like you just got effect. singed from it. <laughs> the eyebrows shot up really high and you lean back like you're just hit with a heat wave. <laughs> there was a shock in my chair. Sense my energy. Uh, so they stayed in their post an hour, but they saw no sign of Sutton. Uh, Sutton's probably eating somewhere else, Frank said. <laughs> Which are, yeah, 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 probably. Yeah, <laughs> that's a, you don't that's say, jo- good... Joe. It is six o'clock. Like he's just got to be somewhere else eating. That's what's going on. Good detective work, Frank. How do you know he's not fasting, boys? It's a good question. Maybe he's doing the master's cleanse. Maybe he's doing the master's cleanse. Maybe he's on a lemon juice diet, okay? Maybe he's doing the the water with, what is it, maple syrup. Yeah. Cleanse. I think there was lemon involved, too. That's the master's cleanse. That is the master's cleanse. Okay. It's the only one I know about. It's lemon juice and cayenne pepper. Good Lord. Yeah. Who wants to do that? Uh, That's a great question. Yeah. Not That's me. Not two things that burn. Okay, so <laughs> two I different just, kinds I, of burning. I've got the answer, Sean. <laughs> two things that ranch and Hershey is not good with. You know what would be better than one bad thing? And, huh? You know what would be better than one bad thing? <laughs> two, two bad, bad things. things. And what are you going to put it in to dilute the flavor? Water. Mm, yeah. Mm. You know that thing that doesn't have taste? <laughs> that. <laughs> it's okay we cut it with water so the boys didn't find Sutton so they say let's They're find Sutton-less. let's find Alf and we'll yeah, come I back love, later I forgot that his name was Alf that made yeah. me really happy Alf Lundgren <laughs> or Lundstrom or something yeah. Dolph Lundgren uh, oh, Alf Lundstrom and then like a video game <laughs> the boys stepped outside of their shack and they heard a lively tune from a harmonica <laughs> And this just reminds I've played a lot of Zelda Breath of the Wild, which is yeah. such a good game. But, like, anytime you start to get near a little town, you just hear the music of that town start playing. Yeah. It's you, 24 you know, you're 7 in that music's City playing. At that yeah. point, once that music kicks in, you're like, okay, I made it. Yeah. Yep, you're 100% right on this. And, and true to form, Alf said, hey, just when you, when you want to find me, just listen for the harmonica. And yeah. then I have to assume, finished that sentence and immediately started playing and hasn't stopped. <laughs> Just a minstrel. I imagine he's like Bob Dylan with that harmonica is on that, whatever that chin neck piece is. Yeah, that the, goes the little bracket. Of, I've got to one where, of those. Like Toad from the Super Mario Brothers, the film, not the video game, he is just playing at all times. So even when he's talking, you know, he's verbally spiking notes. And they're always pinch harmonics because he's that talented. He chooses his wordage very carefully. I think Conan O'Brien went and visited the Taco Bell test kitchen and pitched a few of his own ideas, but one was a burrito for when you're driving, and it was connected to one of those harmonica things, so it just (laughs) held the burrito in front of you, so you could keep both hands on the wheel, but lean forward and see. It's a good idea, but the 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 problem is gravity. Yeah, I mean it's yeah, yeah, it's not without flaws. 
Yeah. So, I mean, well, I feel like we can make it flawless. I would use some sort of edible straws underneath to hold up the burrito. You know, some sort of crunch, perhaps a chip. I was going to say, it's a, a tortilla strip seems like it would be yeah, prime yeah. for this. You put it inside the tortilla so yeah. it provides structure, and when you bite, it's not exactly. going to fall out. No. This... We're on to something because they already put tortilla strips in, but they're like the shredded kind. Yeah, we, we want just bigger, need a thicker strip, like bigger, a like a bacon size, and aligned with the grain of the burrito. Dude, along you just the hit bottom. the tagline: Taco Bell, bigger, thicker strips. Drive with your burrito. <laughs> All you need is a ninety-nine cent burrito in a two hundred and fifty dollar harmonica holder. So we've got T-shirts available. We've got an accent workshop, <laughs> but we can also be hired to be your in-house marketing team. You've heard yes. the ideas. Yes. We're idealsmen. That's just what we do. We, stop, we stop generate. Ideas. We generate yes. results. Yes, we go in there, get results. We get your company money. Listen, it's a time of corona. Your company's going down unless you hire UPS. That's us. UPS. That's good. Under... Pitt and Sean. Yeah, because you're under our wing. We focus on ROI and synergy. Yes, we're very synergistic. We focus on uplinking to the discussion and influencing the zeitgeist. We keep all of your money in escrow accounts uh, so you can see that we have your money. Yeah. It's genius. And and a crow can, too. (laughs) Specifically one shaped like an S. Yeah. S card well, crow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cue the music. <laughs> what, what is going on today? And with that, the boys the took boys a break. The boys took a break. <laughs> oh, solid. Man, these books are really getting in the way of our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, this episode for sure, we're a, a page. A page into it? A page not even. and a half. Yeah, yeah. well, we're, we're two pages, I guess. Oh. Well, Out of an 11-page chapter. Let's this scoot along here. So they, they hear the harmonica. Following the sound of the music, they find Alf playing for a small group of rough-looking men seated around a fire. When Alf finished the song, he introduced the boys and the laborers by first names. Two things there. Nice. Criminals know Fenton Hardy, and they know his sons are Frank and Joe because they keep getting put on the front page of the paper. Yeah, and if they feel like that this criminal is already like caught on to them, we're like, well, maybe the criminals found out Frank and Joe were down here. Yeah, then why would you still use your name? Notice how all of us here are rough-looking men, and then here are two clean-shaven high schoolers wearing a yeah. ripped shirt. No, I don't think it's them. Did you see their necks? Oh, good point. Yeah. They, they wouldn't have scoliosis. <laughs> no, not the sons of world-famous Fenton. But it says, Al- after Alf finished the song, he introduced the boys, and I went right to imagining <laughs> it as a scene from a movie where it just went on way too long, and yeah. everyone's like, so they've stopped bobbing along, and they're all just making eye contact <laughs> with each other, and Alf's eyes are closed, and he's just feeling it, diving deeper. He's just John Bonham, just <laughs> of the harmonica. He is not ending this. It's that 30-minute solo where you're like, dude, the drums are cool, but like, wrap this up. He's like John Popper. Ooh, I don't know John Popper. He's the harmonica player from uh, Blues Traveler. Oh, I don't know Blues Traveler. I only know the two songs that got popular. 
they didn't do that. And I would walk 500 miles. No. No, that's not Blues Traveler. No. No. What did the Blues Traveler do? Uh... They did the, uh, oh, you won't give me the run all around in a surefire way. When all it does is slow me down. And they also did The Hook, uh, Brings You Back, which is a song about how bad of a song it is, but if the chorus is catchy enough, you don't care. I like that. How's that chorus go? The hook brings you back. I ain't telling you no lie. The hook. Ooh, yeah. So he really gets it. Yeah, that was a good note, though. I like that. Thank you. I barely, I barely made it there. But you made it. You the climbed those The voice is a little rough. Well, yeah. I mean, you've been drinking coffee and, uh, you know, the, the searing hot coffee out of the straw. Yeah, right. <laughs> right onto my uvula. Probably yeah. a poor idea. <laughs> you still haven't learned. You're still a strawsman. <laughs> The crunchy strawsman of a burrito support. <laughs> <laughs> that being said, I like the licorice straws. And I digress. Uh, so, Sean. Yes, David? We have the 30-minute harmonica solo. <laughs> it just keeps on going. <laughs> and a few times it dies down where they think it's almost over. And the, the boys are like, so we can. And he just. <laughs> oh, God, here we go. He's come, back at it. Come on, Alf. <laughs> uh okay okay we're about to get into some juicy stuff well take it take it i don't have anything underlying i mean this i guess this is the plot which is why <laughs> it had no interest <laughs> to me so they they eat and of course the hardy boys bring their own packed lunch and they whip out a pound of frankenfurters Rolls and two cans of beans and apples, which I also imagine there was a note from mom. Like, you know. Have fun pretending to be drifters. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Something that fully gives them away. And you know, Frank and Joe are just like, help yourselves. And everyone's like, yum, yum, yum. This looks tasty. So, How many uh, Frankfurters are in a pound? Can I be honest? I don't know what a Frankfurter is. Is it a hot dog? It's a hot dog, yeah. Okay. That's a, I, I was, you were I was right. guessing that. Okay. I wasn't 100% sure. A like pound a of hot Frank. dogs. Yeah, beefy Frank. Um, huh, that's a good question. Not a lot. I would doubt that. How much is a six-pack? That's probably that's gotta eight be a pound. pounds. Yeah. Yeah? And so, we're just talking about the slim ones. I'm not talking about the ballpark Franks. Yeah, not, not the Johnsonville not the fatties. fatties. Yeah. Johnsonville patty fatties. John, I just said Johnsonville. I like it. That's like a cool nickname for him. <laughs> yeah, you like that Johnsonville? Mm. It's got jaundice. I'm I'm Jonesy for a Johnsy. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is the marketing. I know, we'll do Sean. This. We are great at Johnsonville. Johnsonville, give us a we'll call. We'll give them a call. We're the dudes that came up with chicken dinner dipping dots. I mean, come on. Okay. What uh, more I'll proof just say do this you once. need? If you are like the senior vice president of marketing for Johnsonville, head over to hardyandsonspodcast.com and fill out the form. We'll yes. get the negotiations underway. We know you're listening. We're going to get you results. We're going to get you increased sales and and yeah, yeah. We'll give you the accent workshop for free. For free. And guys, this is guaranteed within 10 years, you see 
at least one day with a profit increase. We're not going to say which day in those 10 years, but in those 10 years, you will see profit increase. And with the accent at least workshop, one time. you're going to find a happier life. You're going to find you're going to have better commercials as well. You know how when you go to a foreign country and you don't speak the language, it's kind of like, you know, I don't feel like I quite fit in. People know I'm a tourist. Yes, yes. You're, you're the problem workshop, all of a sudden. You're not going to be able to speak the language, but you'll be able to speak English with a French accent, which is – it's enough. It's, okay, Sean, It's enough is, to get you there. Everyone speaks English. It's, a, it's, it's known. It's a proven fact. I mean it's around 90 percent of people that speak English. The people who don't do it are in their 80s or 90s, and let's be honest – you know, they're not going to be around much longer. So we're, we're pretty close to getting to that 100% everyone speaks English. Yeah. So what you want is the accent. You don't need to speak a different language. Languages are boring. What people like are accents. Language we is spaghetti. We will get you. Listen, my, my, key, my key takeaway of my workshop classes is to teach you how to speak in broken sentences. That's what I'm great at, okay? I will teach you bad grammar because I have none. I will teach you how to say words in the wrong order because I am dyslexic. And I will teach you how to spell there wrong consistently. And that's a promise. Sean, you were going somewhere. I was just going to say language, language like is like spaghetti where it's kind of bland. You need it. It's where the, the, the sustenance is. Sustenance yes. is. But – it's the sauce that really makes it stand out. It's exactly, and you we put will the same, be same plate that of spaghetti dressing to your company. Yeah, same plate of spaghetti, but with a French sauce or yeah. an Italian sauce. Ooh, yeah, totally a little different plate meat of food. Sauce? Yes. We're gonna give you the sauce of language. Listen, the we, we've got that Jounceyville sauce. Okay, that's what we roll in. Okay, that's what we're pouring on our skitty. <laughs> you like skitty? Come get her, skitty. <laughs> <laughs> Frank drop. Oh, okay. Sorry. Um, uh, so they're they're talking to these guys, and the uh, the guys warm up to them uh, after their seemingly casual questions about Shantytown. Um, none of the men have seen Frank or have seen Chet or Biff, as they've been asking. Um, uh -oh. It says none of the men, however, knew what the fights were about and had. Nor had they seen two strange boys. And I was like, why did Frank and Joe describe the <laughs> Biff and Chet as, you guys didn't see any strange boys around here, did you? <laughs> like, why say they're strange? I'm looking for these two one strange boys. One had freakishly long legs. Yeah, think of a spider. And the other one was, he was chunky. If you were standing next to one what, of them, you may have thought it was driftwood, just two long pieces of driftwood going up over your head. But had you looked up, there's a there's a man on that. Oh my goodness, the plank. We met. It's weird. We found a monkey carrying a plank. Two planks. Two planks. That was Chet because he was dressed up as. Uh, I guess he was an ape or he was a gorilla. He's a gorilla. He's the gorilla. That's right. Uh. Which, so, yeah, speaking of, us too. the next line here, uh, they start throwing some wood on the fire, some driftwood on the fire, and then a piece of dark cloth. Oh, no, they're throwing Biff. <laughs> they're throwing Biff's legs <laughs> and a piece of cloth, which it turns out to be a sleeve from Chet's gorilla outfit. Um, and so they asked the people, and they're like, you know, we found it behind Sutton's shack. And they were like, his shanty or his shack? Because <laughs> they're different. Yeah. 
Is it important? Alf asked the boys. It definitely links our missing friends with Shantytown. Come on, Joe. Let's go back to Sutton's place. So they hide out at Sutton's place for like another hour. Yeah. No one comes. Nope. So they start poking around, and they're like, you know, they knock, they call out for Chet and Biff, hear nothing. And then they're like, you know, it's no use. If they're inside, they're probably bound and gagged. Which would make sense. Which would make sense, and which should give you a sense of urgency, fellas. Well, that's also true. Also, even if you're bound, I mean, how hard is it to hear a... How how hard is it to hear a what? I don't hear anything. Are you making a noise? You know what? See if your dog's uh, paying attention. She's she's gone. (laughs) Still fine. Still fine. Interesting. Burst a hole through the door. Uh, but yeah, so, so they get out a, a pencil flashlight to examine. They find a little hole. So they shine their pencil flashlight in, which I, with a pen and pencil set. Yeah. Your pencil is a flashlight. Your pen is a knife. Oh That's my how the heart of boys roll. That's why you pen that. knife, pencil flashlight. Yeah. And nice. when you see their scissors magnifying glass. Yeah. I was going to say, I wonder what a protractor looks like. <laughs> it's like the Swiss army protractor. It's their detective kits. Yeah. Good for them. Good schoolboys. An apple is a grenade. They bite off the stem. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Uh, yeah Red light, green or, light. Or they're nice. Mm-hmm. Very good. Red apple, say, green apple. There could be a worm inside the apple that you pull up on the worm and that activates the explosion. That's good. Yeah, but I like the Mission Impossible thing. Empty, Joe declared, disappointed. Let's look for more of Chet and Biff's belongings. Yes. They searched around the sand, around the shanty. They found nothing. Let's yes. hide in the deserted shack again, <laughs> Frank suggested. This just seems like so distract. This is like four-year-olds like playing yeah. a game. Like, oh, let's look for clues. Okay. Hey, let's hide in a shack. Okay. Duh. <laughs> now what? Well, we'll sit here for an hour. Uh, so somebody comes up to the shack. midnight. Somebody comes up to the shack, knocks on the door, and then a neighbor is like, are you looking for Sutton? He's not here. He oh, left well, in a car. To, to lead up to that, before that, they waited till midnight. And just as they were like, dude, it's midnight. We need to get out. Let's just leave. Shh. Listen. Yeah. I mean, really? Come on, Frank. Come on, guys. We don't need that. But okay, yes, you were saying. You're looking for Sutton. Yeah, the neighbor is like, you know, I, he went off in a car with the dark-haired fella. He said he wouldn't come back tonight. Why didn't these detectives knock on the neighbor's door and ask, hey, have you seen <laughs> Sutton? That's a good question. In- instead, we've been digging in the sand. We've been playing detective in the sand. Next to his shack. Not his shanty. We've been next to the shack. They built a sand shack in Sutton's shanty, which is also a hut. Yeah, next to the shack. Which is next to the pizza hut. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, and the shake shack. Ooh. These are just the restaurants I know. (laughs) These are the Dave's I know. Hey, yo. Uh, The boys uh, decide to head home. Uh, and uh, head back to police headquarters to let them to let them know. Uh, so the boys quickly covered uh, the mile of beach back to their boat and quickly pulled off the improvised camouflage, 
which if you remember was like 200 pounds of driftwood <laughs> yeah, that they right. they built a, a shack and a shanty for the boat <laughs> the, the next sentence so this this is actually a sentence i had to read a few times because i was confused the the boys covered the mile of beach to their boat quickly pulled off the improvised camouflage and launched her and i was like what what did they launch the did improvised launch camouflage the boat or the, the camouflage yeah, yeah. Just... i was like what, what are they launching and then I realized, like, okay, it's clearly the boat, but just using the term launched, I was like, well, you know, they had a countdown. You know, oh, of they're course. Just like, three, From 100. two, one, hit the NOS! <laughs> <laughs> Polly Walker just pops up out of nowhere and hits a NOS button. And the someone floorboard else, falls out. Vin Diesel's over in the corner. He's just like, you hit it too soon. Like, he, and, knows, he never hit and NOS. And then John right Rules, the they're going, let's go, Menage! <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so now they're on the magic school boat, just blasting <laughs> off across the ocean. <laughs> they're inside Alf's nose. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That is awesome. Uh, so they go. Chief Colleague is still at the office. Uh, oh, by the way, I I figured out the. Uh, the election that we just had. Yeah. Our choices in candidates. They're both chief colleague. <laughs> One is the chief colleague from the original books. Yeah. Who is just a lazy, fat, mean guy that the boys hate and have to work hard to stay off of his <laughs> radar because he will mess everything up. And yeah. the other is like a do good, try hard staying up late at the office to get things done yeah uh when there's boys missing yeah i think you nailed it right there oh thank you yeah thank you very perfectly much. put into uh hearty sensibilities oh thank you uh so they they talk to chief Cog, they tell him about the gorilla mask and the uh and sutton being there and uh and the black cat pilot and so he's like we should all go and then the boys are like no very Once smart. the men at Shantytown see us with the police, we won't be able to work undercover there. Okay. I think if they're still assuming that they're undercover. <laughs> like They are. Sean, they're wearing covers. They just don't understand the definition of the term. They're wearing they're both their beach underneath outfit camouflage and piles of driftwood. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> these they're, two they're piles in their moving cover. along. <laughs> They're just, just dressed duck as blinds. bushes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just the full-on blinds. They have instead of stilts, walking on stilts, they have the ladders that you've used to climb up into Those the blinds. Tree stands, yeah. Yeah. So they're just walking camouflage. It's they look stuff. like AT-ATs at this point. Nice. We're covering <laughs> some genres here. Yeah, yeah. This we, is a, been, this is a great sci-fi big time on this episode. Getting into the wars. Uh. So they, they go home. Make it home to Pops, yeah. Yeah, Pop I, tells them, oh, you know, come hey. On. Oh, go ahead. Oh, come on. You know you know what? Come on. I know what you pinged on. Please tell me you pinged on it. Where are you starting from, actually? Where are you at? I'm, I'm like the second paragraph of 65. Ah, you didn't ping on it. So they, they knock on Dad's door, and he's like, come in, said the detective. When his sons entered, he pushed aside some papers on his desk. What did you find out today? He leaned back in his big leather chair. 
And I figured you would ping on that. I do now. Okay, good, yeah. He's got his robe on and his massive leather chair. I imagine this chair takes up the whole room. Like, it is 12 feet wide. I mean, this chair is big and The desk is just a TV tray on his lap. (laughs) Yeah. Oh. Okay, take it away. When, uh... Let's see, when, when the, uh, the search was finished, or he gave him a count of their day's progress. When it's finished, their father said, if Colic doesn't find Biff uh, and Chet in Shantytown tonight and they were kidnapped, their parents should receive ransom notes soon. Classic. And that just seemed oddly hopeful. Yeah. yeah. Hey, good news is, hey, soon, pretty soon we'll get ransom notes, you guys. <laughs> hey, maybe, maybe we get lucky and know they're alive because they'll include one of their fingers. Oh. Yeah, could be a toe, too. Yeah, it's, it's just the finger from the gorilla glove. <laughs> we mean business. <laughs> Is that Chet's thumb? Kind of. And it's painted. It is, and it it's isn't painted. Yeah, it's with nail polish. With polish. Yeah. Oh, I love that. So oh. then, so um. Frank and Joe are, are talking to their dad, and it's like, oh, it's possible, blah, blah, blah. Um, and he asks if they could join. I think Frank asks if he can join his father on the bank robbery case, in which Fenton's like, I was actually thinking about bringing you on, you know, a few weeks ago. And uh, Frank and Joe look perplexed. But the bank robbery hadn't happened then. And Mr. Hardy smiled briefly. Uh, it was pretty long for briefly. It was Hardy Boys briefly, so it was about three minutes. For some time, I've been working secretively to round up a certain ring of bank robbers who operate on a national scale. Whoa. Whoa. Okay, Mr. National. Okay, Mr. Big Leather Chair. Okay, Mr. Rube. So uh, it turns out that these bank robbers are these. It's this huge, like, criminal syndicate that he thinks is like operated, I think, out of California, and there's different teams in different areas of the world, and they they all have the same mo. You know, they all wear the same mask that makes you look like you're the same exact size and weight and height. Yeah. Oh yeah. But S- somewhere, somewhere on, on the, the west, west coast, coast is the ringleader who assigns each team to rob a local bank in a different part of the country. The scheme is very well organized. It sounds like. The scheme is just telling people, like, oh, hey, rob, rob that bank. <laughs> rob the Bayport yeah. Bank. You know what was a well-organized bank robbery? Inside Man. They had blood gags and squibs to put oh on people God. to make that it look such like a they good killed movie. them. That's an intricate bank robbery. This is just – this is running and gunning. This, this is, is jumping masks in. and pretending to be a tree. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is the human tree of robberies. Okay, this isn't Ocean's Eleven. Okay, mm. you're not doing a robbery on on camera and then playing it two weeks after you actually robbed it. Spoiler, then my timeline is way off. But, you know, it was something like that. Yeah, I'm, I'm there. It's fine. Yeah, I think that was the first one. I don't know. There's like 12 of those movies. Or <sighs> 13. Bum, bum, bum. Bum, bum, bum. Uh, so they go to bed. They're waiting for a phone call. Oh, yeah. Um, in the morning, Joe called headquarters and they relayed the disappointing news. 
the police didn't find Chet and Biff, but they picked up pieces of their costumes on piles of half-charred paper trash in different parts of Shantytown. Someone didn't know the outfits were fireproof and tried <laughs> to burn them. What is a costume made out of that is fireproof? What hair-covered costume is fireproof? Yeah. No. It's it. Unless you're making it out of, like, asbestos and lead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nothing's... And also, who was just maybe... throwing evidence into a fire pit and then immediately walking away? If they did have fireproof gorilla suits, I would have to assume that the firefighters in Bayport all wore gorilla suits for safety's <laughs> sake. <laughs> Swinging from the fire hoses too. <laughs> Whoa! Ah! <laughs> that was a good gorilla scream. I like oh, that. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Well, I'm very primal. I am two percent Neanderthal, so you know. Oh. Um. I do love that though. Yeah. That, which Sean, you guys can't see his name, but his name chosen for today's uh, stream yard is. Flame retardant gorilla suit. And Indeed. It, uh, it made me laugh very hard. Uh, okay. So then our pals were taken there and later moved somewhere else, Frank declared. But where? He and Joe were so upset that they could hardly eat breakfast. But they did. But they did! <laughs> did you write the same thing? Yep. But, but they, they did. But, but they pulled through. But they were fine. They were able they, to focus. They focused on that breakfast. Yeah. They had Come to think. On, man. They had to fantasize about uh, uh, Phil Robinson being oh, stuck yeah. in prison. Well, and I, then they were able to get an appetite. You know, in like in, in in films, they're always like one for me, one for the homie, and they pour out like the drink on the ground, like yeah. respect for the dead. I imagine this is. Either Frank, probably Joe. Joe just takes a bite of a egg McMuffin. He's like one for me, and then he takes out a banana, and he's just like one for the homie, and yeah, for Chet, <laughs> for the for the missing gorilla. That's good. He, yeah, That's he, good. I like that. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, so then they're just talking. They they get a they get a note. Here comes the. It's not a ransom note to the parents, but there's Chet writes them. Oh no. Uh, there's a, uh, a postcard from Northport. And it says, having a wonderful time, don't worry about us. Signed, Chet and Biff. And it's Chet's handwriting. And they have this discussion, and they're like, well, I guess they're fine. And then they're like, no, they're not fine. Why would they write that? They could have called. And so they just assume foul play. Now, unfortunately, Chet and Biff don't have that secret code like Fenton does. Yeah, I was thinking so the same thing. So they can't know that, but they should have. I mean, the Hardys should tell all their friends, hey, just from being friends with us, there's a, uh, there's a likelihood that you'll be kidnapped at some point. And forced to write a note to us. So just just if you're not kidnapped, draw a smiley face. Yeah, exactly. Something small like that. Tell us you didn't have lunch today. <laughs> then we'll know something's wrong. We'll know something's off. Hey, guys. Just checking in. Haven't had breakfast yet. <gasps> Dear God. It's too late for them. <laughs> uh... So they notify the police about it. The police didn't find any fingerprints on Chet's jalopy or your motorboat. No. Um, 
so uh, so they go back. They're, they're going to go back to Shantytown uh, and then maybe to Northport. And the boys, I'm now at the bottom of 68. Boys finished their breakfast and rode to the Hardy Boathouse. As Joe stepped into the sleuth, he kicked off his moccasins. <laughs> the next moment he cried, ouch, hey, broken glass. <laughs> he lifted the floor rack, which I don't know what that is. There's a whole mess of it in the bottom. Looks like a soda bottle. That's funny, said Frank. We didn't notice any yesterday. Ooh. That's because the glass was all hidden under the rack, Joe pointed out. This piece was forced up between the slats overnight by the rocking of the boat. I don't think that any of that's true. No, I, I'm like confused if you, about if you, this rack. Yeah, me too. But if a boat is rocking, if anything, stuff would settle down lower. Like you wouldn't if you had some sort of grate with broken glass on it, and you shook that grate for a while, all the glass would settle down oh, inside. Yeah, of it. yeah, for sure. It wouldn't all come up out of it from gentle rocking. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's true. You don't know though. Maybe this boat rack was lined with the same material a trampoline is. That's a good point. Yeah, I never thought about that. I know you didn't, Sean. I mean, this is why I'm here. I'm here just to point out what Franklin really meant. So they're going to take this bottle and put the pieces together back at home, but they need something to put all these pieces in. Which, of course, Frank. Yeah. <laughs> Frank found some cheesecloth in the dashboard compartment. Which, <laughs> I, Why I is the cheesecloth? <laughs> I have no idea, and I'd much rather uh, Frank just was like, quick! gather more evidence and they both kick their shoes off and start stomping on more glass like <laughs> get I as would, much as you can <laughs> yeah, i would have been more okay with that than the cheesecloth <laughs> what is a cheesecloth is this just a, a cloth that you wrap cheese in yes why cheese goes in the you, fridge my it's cheese you, comes it's how in you its make own cloth cheese. with cloth mm-hmm. you don't make no cheese with cloth what you yeah, talking about you do. I come um, from a cheese family. I know, I know these you things, do. Explain David. this cheesecloth to me. So you, you mix your, your milk up, you put your enzymes in it, and it starts to curdle. Yeah, I've heard that word. Yeah. And then you use cheesecloth essentially as a strainer so that all the whey drips off uh-huh. and the curds are left. Old Mother Hubbard sat on her whatever, or no, Little Miss Moffat sat on her top at eating her curds and whey. No, no idea what that is. That's a nursery rhyme. Oh, I was never read that but one. milk separates into curds. And whey. Cheese curds. Yeah. yeah. Add cheese curds. And so Delicious. this, this cheesecloth holds protein. the curds and lets the whey drip through. And as it dries longer okay. and longer, more whey drips out and you're left with cheese. Resting on the cloth. Yes. Interesting. You can make your own huh. cheese with a bit. You can get cheesecloth at Schnooks. You can get it anywhere. Really? Uh, yeah. And if you take any kind of milk... And just put a little bit of lemon juice in it and boil it. Yeah. And then start to stir it around. It'll start to clump up. And then you pour it through cheesecloth and you'll have yourself some ricotta, which is fantastic homemade fresh ricotta. Ricotta. Right? Ricotta. Ricotta. I'm going to try this. It's good. How and then I you can take fresh fancier? ricotta and make pancakes with it. Whoa. And it'll blow your mind. Okay. Lemon ricotta I, pancakes. I don't know how I can make pancakes out of cheese. Do I fry the cheese to make the pancake, or am I mixing it in with my batter? 
you're mixing it in with your batter in place of some of the milk and eggs. <laughs> I'll send okay. you a recipe. I'll send you a recipe. Yeah, and if anyone I'm else wants the recipe, cheese, dude. fill out the form on our website, and I'll yeah. send you that recipe. Thank you, Sean. Yeah, you're welcome, man. I'm actually I'm very fascinated by this whole cheesecloth thing now. I'm excited to try your pudding chomer. It's very you send good. Me the, it's coming. It's, it's coming it's, this week. Is it? Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Did you get the Canadian maple syrup? Not yet. I haven't gathered. I, I've had like four weeks of really, really busy editing work. And yeah. I haven't had any. Like, I haven't made a YouTube. The only creative thing I've done in the past four weeks is this podcast. I mean, it's the most creative thing yeah. that one can do, though. I've got one more week left of some pretty intense editing. Yeah. And then my life gets freed up again. And so that's when I'm going to tackle the pudding show. That's business time, baby. Exactly. You keep me up to date on that. I'll keep you up to date on my cheese, on my cheese skills. Thank you. I'll send you that recipe. Send, I'll, I'll say, let your dad know I'm making cheese. I will. I really will. I think will. he would enjoy, when I'm done with it, I think he would enjoy that. Yeah. I like your dad. Me too. I was just telling someone about the Lulu the Lunker joke. <laughs> I wanted, honestly, I was thinking my about calling bit. him again and bringing him into this episode, if only to hear him explain what a boat floor rack is because <laughs> he's a boatsman. Oh, that would have been great. Uh, we'll get him on again. So they get they get in the boat. They've gathered the, the, the glass and the cheesecloth for later, and they head out into the Atlantic, and then they see some islands. Ooh. And these are the islands that Chet and Biff were going to go camp at before yeah. they were obviously kidnapped. And they're getting close to them, and then they see like, – they're like, oh, hey, we're getting close to Jagged Reef. Which is just a bad name for anything. Well, yeah, but it explains exactly what it is. Yeah, not but no you could better have just way said of getting exposition we across by telling you what it actually looks like. But it's also capitalized. It's it's the proper name, Jagged Reef, which is genius. Mm-hmm. Get it all out through the name. Frank turned the sleuth's prow seaward and revved up the engine. However, he was startled by a shout from Joe. Hold it. It looks like there's a wreck of a motorboat. So they get closer, and they need something to uh, to look. And he's like, hey, we've got our underwater equipment in the locker <laughs> okay, hold on. under the <laughs> cheesecloth. So you said Frank turned the sleuth's prowl seaward. And I was like, huh, what word in here does Sean not know how to uh, say that starts with a C? So I'm going through looking for that sentence, trying to find the C word that you decided to skip over. And I find out that it's just, it's C word. <laughs> yeah, I suppose I, I pronounced it poorly. No, you pronounced it just fine. I just thought it was hilarious. I was looking for something that was a C word that was a very long word, and I just found the C word. Yeah. Fantastic. 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 Sorry for interrupting your flow. That's quite all right. We're, we're almost done here. Yeah. Um, but so they, he looks underwater, and it looks like a black boat, so they think it could be the black cat that tried to ram them. But they can't really see it. And he's like, why are you, were you drifting? Like, you know, hold steady. But I can't help it. Desperately, Joe ran, yanked at the wheel. We're caught in the current, he exclaimed frantically. While the boys had been intent on the sunken hull, the swift, strong current had caught their craft. The sleuth was being rushed toward the deadly rocks of Jagged Reef. Very Cliffhanger. nice. Cliffhanger. And, and I'm going to do a quick callback. So they see all of this, uh, I guess, remnants of what was once the black cat or what they believe it to be. 
to where they need to check underwater to see better. And um, it's Frank who says, we can find out. Our underwater equipment is in the locker. Take the wheel. I want to get a look. And then we get a little bit of definition of their underwater equipment. And I forgot where it was. It's a mask with a large piece of glass. <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. So it's like, what are these just goggles? Like, I was imagining he comes out in a full diver's suit. Yeah, with like, like the, the round school. metal helmet. Yeah, it's all bronze. And it's like, if you don't pressurize him white, you explode inside yeah. of him when you hit certain pressures. Robert but De Niro. No. Yeah, he did. <laughs> Keep on naming cast members. That's Keep it. Those going. are the only two. <laughs> a few good men. No. Is that no, not a few good men. What, men what of is honor. That one? Men of honor. Thank you. A few good men is Jack Nicholson. How dare you? I'm sorry. So many men. So many. You know, honorable men. Honorable. Yes. <laughs> Luckily for you, I'm an honorable man. <laughs> a what? Honorable. Honorable. Hi, I'm Mark. Hey, I'm... <laughs> <laughs> Email me, freaking a cage. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, Andy Dick's finest performance. That should have brought his career back. That should have brought his career. Pauly Shore is having a comeback, and I want Andy Dick to have the comeback. Pauly Shore is having a comeback. Oh, yeah. He's got all these documentaries coming out now, and he was just in a new movie, and he's trying to bring back uh, the weasel for a, a new generation. Huh. Yeah. It's not going to be great. Uh, yeah, I think it, so. It's not going to be great. He's excited about it. He's doing YouTube videos where it's working out with the Wheeze. Hmm. Yeah. These are all facts. These are things that Paulie <laughs> Shore facts is doing. the case, and they're undisputed. <laughs> Sean. Yes, David? Whose turn is it? It is your turn. It I thought, can't be. I thought I did the very bad rhyme last time. I think you followed my bad rhyme. I don't know. Do you want me to take this one? I can take this one. What are we on? Eight. Are no, we, going we just finished eight? eight. We just finished eight. So we're going to nine? Fine, Sean. <laughs> Let's move on to nine. <laughs> <laughs> 